Everybody, welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. We're going to start off news out of, well, basically Israel. Uh, Google and Amazon workers called to cancel billion-dollar Israel contract. Hundreds of tech giant employees have signed a public letter demanding that companies cancel Project Nimbus, a multi-year contract to supply cloud services to the Israeli government and military. Hundreds of Google and Amazon employees have signed a public letter demanding that tech giants cancel Project Nimbus. Uh, it's a to provide public cloud computing to services to Israel. So in the letter published by The Guardian Tuesday, the authors state that they were morally obliged to speak out against the project, calling on Amazon and Google to cancel the contract and sever all ties with the Israeli military. We can't look the other way, as the products we build are used to deny Palestinians our basic rights, force Palestinians out of their homes, attack Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. According to the letter, 90 employees at Google and 300 at Amazon had signed... The ma- the missive, missive, but wish remain anonymous because we fear retaliation. The letter goes on to state that the tech giant's aggressive pursuit of military and law enforcement contracts, including Nimbus, is part of a disturbing pattern of militarization, lack of transparency, and avoidance oversight. Moreover, the letter states that Nimbus, involved in the sale of dangerous technology to the Israeli government, had been signed the same week the Israeli military attacked Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. So, the letter was referring to the 11-day conflict in May between Israel and the terrorist group in the Gaza Strip, which was sparked by the launch of a rocket barrage at Jerusalem on May 10th. For more than following the week and a half, Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad launched nearly 4,400 rockets at Israel, seven, uh, some 700 which came down inside Gaza. According to the Israeli military, in this response to the indiscriminate rocket fire, Israel launched Operation Guardian of Walls, striking down more than 1,500 terror targets in the Strip. Okay. News out of Afghanistan. ISIS-K is infiltrating the Taliban in Afghanistan. Anonymous high-level Taliban official told CBS News that he believes the leader of ISIS-K, whose identity remains unknown to be those who have infiltrated the group. The Islamic State... Khorasan province, also known as ISIS-K, has waged a small but highly effective insurgency in Afghanistan. First, the insurgency worked against the internationally recognized Afghan government aided by U.S. and other coalition forces that had turned against the Taliban following August 15th capture of the capital. The decision by Taliban's leadership to focus on governing Afghanistan according to the group's understanding of Islamic law and refrain from attempting to spread it beyond the country's borders had reportedly rankled a number of groups of foot soldiers. Some who have defected from the Taliban to draw more extreme groups as Al-Qaeda and ISIS-K. More ominously, however, others are speculated that remain that within the Taliban's ranks or join them, potentially subverting its mission and driving to carry out further violence in the country. I wonder how many of those wanted to keep on pushing after they took Afghanistan. How far did they want to go? Uh Really, how far do they want to go and, you know, keep this war going? They probably want to keep it going. Uh, all right. Bitcoin miners are fleeing China because it was a Bitcoin mining ban in China. And uh, they could overload Siberia's power grid. A Siberian region known for its cheap electricity warned that a flood of Bitcoin miners from nearby China could overload its, its power grid after Beijing cracked down on the cryptocurrency production. Retail energy consumption of the Irkutsk region is up 159% from 2020 levels due to an avalanche of underground crypto mining. Governor Igor Kobzev, in a letter to Russian Deputy Prime Minister Alexander Novak, 
which he called for higher electricity rates for miners. The problem has been exacerbated by China's ban on mining led to the computing equipment being moved over the border. The situation is unpredictable event for the region and it's leading to significant loads on the power grid and the risk of accidents and emergencies. All right, Iran and Azerbaijan seek to mend relations through dialogue. Azerbaijan said Wednesday had agreed with Iran to resolve a diplomatic crisis through dialogue in the weeks after uh, Tai soured over allegations of Israel's military was active in Azerbaijan. Iran last month protested against what was said this president of its sworn enemy in Israel and Azerbaijan and vowed to take any necessary action. It stayed military action near the border of Azerbaijan, sparking criticism from officials in Baku, which denied Iranian claims. Azerbaijan said Wednesday Foreign Minister Jehun Bayramov had spoke by phone with Iranian counterpart, um, and the pair agreed to resolve differences through dialogue. The side noted that the re- recent rhetoric has harmed bilateral relations and that any differences should be settled through dialogue. All right. So a Filipino media executive said that Duarte shares parallels with Hitler. So Philippine President Rodrigo Duarte shares parallels with Hitler and a leading Filipino media executive. Uh, Marissa, or sorry, Maria Ressa, chief executive of Philippine Investigative News, said that, uh, told the Independent that Duarte's populist rhetoric is appealing the same way Hitler's was. Uh, well, he's out of office. He said he's retiring, but then he said he wants – first he said he wanted to run for vice president – uh, with his daughter, I believe. And he said, no, I'm retiring. Uh, we'll see where that goes. All right. Myanmar faces falling crypto... Uh, sorry, not crypto. Myanmar faces falling currency. Um, dollar crunch as economy worsens. Nationwide COVID recession and a civil disobedient movement have hit normal economic activities and are hurting exports. So Myanmar is battling plunging local currency amid an unprecedented dollar shortage, driving up the cost of imports and worsening the company's economic struggle with the dual challenges of the pandemic and post-coup financial isolation. The Kayat has tumbled about 50% since the military seized power in February. That triggered a freeze on parts of Myanmar's foreign reserves and held in the U.S. and suspension of multilateral aids. Both key sources of foreign currency supplies, restriction, cash withdrawals, have fueled worries about the safety of money in banks, prompting people to seek more widely used currencies such as the U.S. or Singaporean dollar or the Thai bot, analysis said. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Claire. Take care. I hope everybody is doing well. And hear from you soon. Bye.